Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters! Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you! I mean, four female Ghostbusters? The feminists are taking over! I'm an adult virgin! Alrighty, folks, before we get into tonight's episode, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, which once again is Stamps.com. And since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer, much to the chagrin of Otis, the official hound dog of America's hometown horror. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment, and within minutes you're up and running printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off, no traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new rate advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. Not my time, but your time, because this ad reads forever. There's no risk, and with our promo code POD, P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage in a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's P-O-D. Stamps.com, promo code POD, Stamps.com. Never go to the stinky post office ever again. And away we go. I'm an adult virgin. <laughs> what is up, folks? What is going on? And welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror, a very special Thanksgiving week episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike. I am the host in this spooky endeavor into horror movies and horror stuff. But of course, I'm not alone, and I'm always joined by my esteemed co-host, the first one who's sitting directly across from me and looking mighty fine, is my buddy Andrew. What's up, pal? What's up, you turkeys? Exciting week. Love me some Thanksgiving. And also, next to him is my other lovely esteemed co-host, Catherine. How are you? Good. I'm great. How are you? Very good, very good. You look very, uh, very fallish with your plaid. Thank and, you. Yeah, very, very Thank nice. Thank you, very nice. Yeah, it's definitely Thanksgiving week, and we are uh, thankful to have you all here as listeners. Uh, can't say that enough. I know I said it at the end of October, uh, but yeah, it's uh, awesome to have you guys here listening, and we got a good one here tonight, something that I think we've been uh, looking forward to talking about for quite a while, and uh, that would, of course, be Ghostbusters Afterlife, but... Before we get into that, we're going to just go through our usual bullshit. If you don't like it, you can go pound sand, because guess what? You're listening to our podcast, and we can do whatever dig, the dig fuck holes. we want. Yes, dig holes, as, as Kat would love to say. <laughs> dig holes, as in sand. But, uh, yeah, so what's up? Anybody watched anything good? Anything of note, horror-wise, over the last week or so? I don't think we really have watch Kat, shit. right? I haven't watched shit. Did. I need yeah. to get on my game. Okay. It's kind of like a decompressing from the whole... Like, yeah. You got the holidays going on, work's crazy busy, it's like, the, the sun's down at 5 o'clock, it's like, you know, 
I don't think we did I watch anything. I haven't, like... Did we? Yeah, I don't think we watched anything of note lately. We've pretty much just been uh, watching a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because the new season premieres on December 1st. We watched oh, The Sinner. We have been watching The Sinner, which not horror, but uh, very much a psychological thriller type of show, and that show is great. Um, I feel like every season has been pretty good to varying degrees, and this one, the newest one, um, is probably the weirdest one so far. Yeah. I some like uh, true detective vibes to it. Some weird, like, uh, mm. witchcraft type stuff. Yes. Some sticks in the woods, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's uh, cool. worth checking out. Um, starring probably the best fictional president in the history of cinema. Uh, mm. One Bill Pullman, the pride of UMass Amherst, who, uh, you know, gave such an inspiring speech on Independence Day. This yes. is our Independence Day. And then Will Smith punched an alien in the face. And, I wonder uh, how many people that Jeff are listening Goldblum's to this it. podcast were even alive when that movie came out. I know. It's a good question. Good question. I would assume if you're listening to a podcast about Ghostbusters Afterlife, you uh, have some tie into Ghostbusters, so you're probably around the same age as us, if not older. Maybe younger. I don't know. Hey, I wouldn't discriminate against any listeners. But um, so for lack of a watch list, I, I have to say... I have a surprise for all of us. Oh, big surprises so coming Andrew, this way. Um, I already know. Andrew might know a little bit of something about this. Here's what I can tell you. Haunted attractions are a very big part of what we do on the show. We had a chance to go to two haunted attractions in October, which was uh, not enough, in my opinion. I'd love to do more. But when the opportunity presents itself, when there's a haunted attraction that takes place outside of October that we are able to attend. I've always wanted to do that. Oh, I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. And I am happy to say that on December 5th, Sunday, December 5th, the three of us will be going to Fright Kingdom in Nashua, New Hampshire for their Krampus-themed Christmas haunt. Fun! Yeah, it's yeah. going to be so much fun. I was nice. excited. Uh, yeah, so I, I sent Andrew the trailer for this, and it is extremely well done. I wanted to keep it a surprise for you. Hooray! And uh, already I know in advance the objections. It's a Sunday, there's football, so I am volunteering myself to be the DD for the day. Wow. Um, we can find Thanks. a sports bar in the Nashua, New Hampshire area. We can go post up, watch some football. Our, uh, our ticket time is for 6.30. Cool. Um, so it's the earliest time slot available. It's about an hour and a half from here, so it's not nice. incredibly far, but you don't have to worry about driving. You guys can have as good of a time as you want, and we're going to get to walk, walk through excuse me, a Christmas slash Krampus-themed haunted house. So uh, this is a limited capacity event, and tickets <laughs> probably will sell out if they haven't sold out already. Your time slot is your arrival time only, uh, and according to their website... You may still experience a long wait depending on the night, and tickets are only sold online. Here's the official description of this event directly from their website, okay? Krampus has come to town and is spreading some holiday cheer. Join us Friday, December 3rd, Saturday, December 4th, or Sunday, December 5th, as Fright Kingdom is transformed into a horribly scary winter wonderland. You will encounter rabid reindeer, crazed carolers, cannibalistic elves, demon dogs named Otis, and Mary and other Merry Mayhem Makers. Wow, say that five times fast. Merry Mayhem Makers. 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 Food and vendors will be available. Fun. Yes. It's going to be so much fun. I'm fucking stoked. The quality of that trailer you sent me gives me hope. Yes. Oh, I bet it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so I think we are getting a very quality haunted attraction. And bonus piece, I believe I'm thinking of the same haunt. If uh, this turns out well, we want to do it again. 
They also do a Valentine's Day themed Ooh. haunt and a St. Patrick's Day themed oh, haunt. Oh, fun. So they, they do like multiple. That's so. Really cool. Cool. Obviously, we need to dress appropriately. It's going to be, be December Wait. in New Hampshire. Yes. Um, so we got to dress appropriately. Wear my flannel. But yeah, we're going to Fright Kingdom. We're going to the <laughs> Fright, the Fright Kingdom winter Krampus haunt, you guys. So <laughs> are we pumped? How are we feeling? Oh, pretty fucking pumped. Nice surprise? Yeah. Very okay. happy. Thank right. you, Mike, nice. so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Tickets are on me. Don't worry about how I got them. You the best. But uh, yeah. Shouldn't we give a shout out? <clears throat> um, so yeah. Yeah, so we're going to Fright Kingdom in Nashua, New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. Hooray! Yeah. That's all I got. It's really Spreading um, the Christmas cheer, my yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like it's only appropriate for us, given that um, our first episode of our show was on Krampus. Yep. I feel like anything Krampus-themed, we have to look out for. So yeah, That's like a two-year anniversary almost, too. Yeah, we got to figure out what... Actually, holy shit, our two-year anniversary is creeping up very quickly. We need to it figure is. out what we want to do for that. Oh, yeah. Last year, we did like a happy birthday, like... Uh, you know, to kind us. of our favorite things that we did on the podcast so far in a year. Now it's been almost two years. That's yeah. insane. Holy Ooh. shit. All right. So I got no news. I've revealed our surprise. Are we ready to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. All right, guys. So Ghostbusters Afterlife, movie that uh, I'd say most of us have been pretty excited for, if not all of us. For the past how long? Uh, it's it's, year, it's uh, half, so actually so it was it is another movie that big surprise mm-hmm. was delayed by COVID. It was supposed to come out last summer because it was funny. Andrew, you actually said this seems like it should have been a it's a summer, summer movie, movie blockbuster type of thing. Summertime. Definitely had that vibe yeah. to it. Um, it's doing really well at the box office right now, which I'm I'm happy to see because I knew that there were a lot of Ghostbusters fans out there, and my hope I'm not going to go off on another Marvel rant. I was just hoping that this would do well. Well enough to justify the movie being made and well enough for maybe a sequel to be explored, which we'll talk about that later on. It certainly seems like they're setting this up for a sequel or sequels from what I've heard. So um, I will go last here. Andrew, why don't you kick us off on your thoughts, spoiler free for now, on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I thought it was very well done, well acted, good story. Um... I mean, it definitely had vibes of like a. Seem it's like like I feel like this is more geared towards like teenagers, like a Goonies type of, like if anyone knows what the Goonies is, which we all should. Everyone, yeah. yeah. I would I would hope I would that hope I would hope if you're listening to the show, Goonies you know what the Goonies is. is. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely Stranger Things vibes, obviously. Yeah. Well, Stranger um, Things is ripping off the Goonies, Amblin movies, yeah. Ghostbusters, very so clearly was, in season it two. It was it was good in the aspect that like. It wasn't really a horror movie. I don't really consider this a horror movie. No, it's like a, not. it's kind of like a feel good like sci-fi. It's a Ghostbusters movie. Like there's nothing more to really say. Like it's it's what you would expect from Ghostbusters except geared although I I feel like the first Ghostbusters were kind of geared towards that age bracket as well, like a younger audience, wouldn't you think? I mean, it was rated PG. It came out in 1984. Everything so this was, was PG Yeah, that's true. Then. So it was I mean, I feel like marketed towards I mean, th- th- these were all uh, or, or at least Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, uh, former comedians from like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So it was marketed, to, I, I feel like, towards an older audience at that point, not knowing what the franchise would become over time. Yeah. Which obviously I think Ghostbusters, and I feel like if you grew up as a kid of the 80s or even the 90s, Ghostbusters probably holds some sort of reverence in your heart. Uh, I know it does for me. Um, I was born before the, uh, born, born after the first movie came out. 
So when I was a kid, I was first drawn into the real Ghostbusters cartoon that was on TV in the 80s and the oh, 90s, yeah. which I cartoon. fucking yeah. loved. So I got into that first and then saw the movies after that, and I love everything Ghostbusters related. I mean, I'm... Uh, I'm a 35-year-old mustachioed man here in Movember, and I have uh, the Ghostbusters song as my ringtone, as you guys yes. know all too well. Yep. Uh, oh, you, you are an adult virgin. I have a I'm Ghostbusters t-shirt. Um, I have a Ghostbusters no uh, ghost logo on my beer fridge that's uh, over a few feet next to us. So <laughs> safe to say that I am a big fan of the Ghostbusters franchise, and... Uh, yeah, I, I definitely I agree with you when you say that this movie was geared more towards, I feel like, teenagers, because I feel like most of the movie I was sitting here, and especially since this was the most crowded movie that we had been to. Yeah, the there was like 20 people, while. maybe. No, That's, there was uh, not. Maybe 10 or maybe 15. He's no. uh, not far off. There were there were like two in the back. There were lots two of, in front lots of us, of, and then there was four. Us three. There's like eight. Like there lots was more. Than there, 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 was, there were a good amount of children in a Monday night movie. Correct. Which we saw. So, yeah, that was uh, a little jarring for me because I feel like I realized at several points throughout the movie, like, you old. this is definitely, <laughs> I, I, felt, I felt old watching it. Um, it kind of gave you like that nostalgia feel though. Like, it did. It, it like did. brought you back to being a kid. Like it, that's what I kind of liked about it. For me too. For me too. So um, I didn't mean to. I just wanted to like no. go off of your thoughts. Do you have anything else you want to say about Ghostbusters before we uh, let Kat <laughs> give her thoughts? Um, I forget where I was, but I mean I think it's a good watch. I would recommend seeing it for any age bracket. I mean if you like Ghostbusters, whether you're a new fan, an old fan, I feel like you'll like this movie. You may have some issues with it because everybody, you know, everyone has their expectations for movies and what they should be. But I thought this movie was exactly what a Ghostbusters movie should be. Fun, funny, strange, entertaining, keeps you involved. I felt like it kept me engaged the entire time, which I really liked. I was, never, never, I was never, I was never bored. I was never bored watching the movie. There wasn't any, it's, I don't think they had any fat to trim. I feel like they, it was very concise, to the point, well acted. And it had the comedic value, which you really want out of a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, so I actually thought there were some good laughs in this movie, too, which was one of the criticisms that I've seen in other other reviews online, that they kind of forgot that the original Ghostbusters movie was a comedy, and I didn't feel that way. I thought there were some laughs. I felt like this movie was oh, more yeah. of a comedy than anything else. Absolutely. Like, Paul yeah. Rudd was... I thought Paul... I like yeah. Paul... People have problems with Paul Rudd. I, 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 I like who, Paul Rudd. Who has a problem with Paul Rudd? I, don't I would know hope nobody, has a but I think Paul, Paul Rudd... Rudd is perfect in every movie he's in. He's this awkward, just... He says things, and you just go... It makes you feel uncomfortable, and I get that that can kind of... So, know. he absolutely uh, reminds me of Craig in this yes, movie. Yes, our friend Craig. Our friend Craig, who 100%. has been on the podcast a few times. I feel like he... I don't know if they look alike, but I feel like their demeanor and the way that they like talk and act and the way that they speak... Very, very, very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like Paul Rudd so much. Some, some, of the, uh, some of the jokes that he told in this movie, I feel like uh, I've heard Craig say, as well as some of the jokes that uh, Phoebe, Oh, I feel, like, I feel like 50% of the jokes in this movie are Craig jokes. Yeah. Which are great jokes. Yeah. I mean... For sure. We don't have to get into the jokes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil the great jokes. That's of course... Yeah, of course. We can get into those later. All right, so, Catherine, um, I know having been married to you for almost five years now and with you for uh, ten years, that you are not as big of a fan of the Ghostbusters franchise oh, as no. I am, or maybe even Andrew, which I actually, I'm not knocking you for that, probably gives you a different lens to view this movie from. Correct. So, 
Do you like the Ghostbusters franchise? And also, what did you think of Ghostbusters Afterlife? So, Spoiler free for now. Again. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, Initially, so actually our friend Christine asked me, because she said that her and our friend Seth were going to go and see Ghostbusters. And I was like, she's like, how would you think? And I was like, well, you know, I... And this obviously goes back to what you just said, is that I wasn't a huge Ghostbusters fan, follower, you know, as you guys are. I did watch the cartoon, I feel like, as a kid. I don't even, I, I probably, I mean, I've seen the movie, whatever, but I, it's not memorable to me. Yeah. I also but, had the toys from the Ghostbusters yeah, cartoon Yeah, no, well. I didn't yeah. do that either. But did they have those at Burger King or McDonald's? They did. Yeah. I'd say it was good. Um, I'd say my one thing I told Christine, which I feel like is pretty valid, is like, it was cool to see in theaters, but I'd probably skip it in the theater and go wait until it goes to Netflix because it was just, it was good. I have see, to I, I, I wholeheartedly see, disagree wait, 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 with that. Wait, 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 That's a movie that is so much better. Let her talk and so, we can respond. There are certain movies to see in theaters, like if you see Jurassic Park, something like that whole like theatrical like experience. I didn't really get that. Like I would have felt the same if I watched it on my couch. Okay. I didn't feel like it. I needed to see it in a theater. I don't think it really made a difference in my opinion of it. Okay. If I had seen it at home or if I had went to the movie theaters. So let me ask you this, because the two movies that I think I can compare this to the most of these, like, legacy sequels, as you call them, I'd say the two most comparable in terms of quality are Star Wars The Force Awakens and Jurassic World. Okay. Now, would you think Those that, I would see in a movie theater in a heartbeat, but... But why not Ghostbusters? Because Just because you're not as much of a fan have, of the franchise. I feel like those movies you need... You want to be, like, in the movie. Like, you want to be the big screen, and you want to kind of feel the whole... I don't know. I I, I, I kind of wish I didn't see Force Awakens in theaters. I thought that movie kind of smelled, but... I actually did not see Force Awakens in theaters. I'm I not did. as big of a Star Wars fan as most people are. I like the movies. I'm not obsessed with them. But, I mean, I, I would just say a counterpoint to what you were saying is there are a few scenes in here that are as about iconic in a movie uh, that have come yes, out and probably, sure. I mean, send some of those sequels. Sure. So, continue. Well, no, that that was pretty much my thing. Was that I I would say that to see it to go see it, but I would maybe wait till it streams on a streaming service. Okay, so if you're if you're a, if theater. you're a casual Ghostbusters fan, yeah. as you are, not essential viewing. Yeah, I liked it. It was a cute. It was it was a cute movie. <laughs> see that that I think is a is a valid point, and it was cute. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel like if this were not about busting ghosts and busting making you feel good, this would I not be a, no this would not be a movie that we would be talking about in our podcast. But it's Ghostbusters, and it's all about ghosts and spirits and terror dogs and yeah. you know, demons. So uh, I feel like it's it's worth talking about, even though it is Absolutely. a movie essentially no, marketing I, towards kids. I, yes. Yeah, for sure. Marketing towards children. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I mean, it's 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 a solid sequel. Okay. Just like I felt like Jurassic World, The Force Awakens, the Halloween legacy sequel, the Candyman legacy sequel that we saw earlier this year were solid movies. Correct. It's not an A+. It's not a home run. And I mean, and like I, I think for me, one of the keys in a movie like this that is focused on kids and child actors 
is that the kid actors aren't terrible. And I think they're all pretty good here. Mm-hmm. Specifically, McKenna Grace, who plays Phoebe oh, yeah. Spangler, who she is Egon's granddaughter. She was great. And she's essentially the main character in the movie. You know, the, uh, the emotional center point. The person taking up Egon's mantle with, again, spoiler-free for right now. And I definitely enjoyed this movie quite a bit, but I feel like I was... And this is one of the parts that made me feel old. Like, I was interested in the story for the entire time, and there was some cool stuff that happened. Everything with Paul Rudd rocks. Great. There's some really cool stuff. But I was essentially, as a Ghostbusters fan, waiting for the stuff that happens in the last 30 minutes. Yeah. And, again, spoiler-free for right now, if you're a Ghostbusters fan, if you're aware of who is in this movie... You know what I'm talking about. Like you know, you know what you want if to fucking see. If you don't see. know, now you know. And you know. Uh, what I will say <laughs> is, when you do get it, it's fucking awesome. It's fucking great. So yeah, that's uh, that's what I got. So um, obviously, not a horror movie. I mean, where would this fall amongst the movies we've seen this year? Like towards the top, towards the middle, towards the bottom. Middle. What of do the you road. think? Yeah, yeah, middle for me. Yeah, I, I still, I'm holding strong. Malignant is my number one movie this I mean, year, I get, and I think I'd probably I, put this somewhere in the middle. Like, I put it somewhere in the middle, but at the same point in time, it was kind of a nice change of pace from seeing Antlers. Yeah, a little more light. Like, it wasn't, like, less light super <laughs> depressing. It yeah, it was, it was upbeat and it was kind uh, of like heartfelt. A, it was a feel-good movie, I think. It was definitely a feel-good movie, especially Which is when nice every once in a while, because yeah. I don't normally watch those, and when you watch yeah. them, I'm like... Oh, I'm, I, yeah. oh, I what don't is feel that like, feeling? Why don't I feel like I want to slit my wrists after I watch <laughs> yeah. this movie? Oh, because it's not that type of movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say out of five stars for me, I'd probably consider it like a three and a half, personally. I thought yeah. you really loved this movie, a three and a half. Like I, 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 I... He didn't say he loved it. Never said that. Uh, Okay. All right. well, uh, Malignant's better. VHS 94 is better. Antlers is better. Last Night in Soho is it's better. It's also hard to Spiral grade this with those movies because it's not that type of movie. Right. Yeah. Correct. I mean, That's correct, yeah. too. Yeah. It's a totally different movie. It's a totally yeah. different movie. It is not a horror movie at all. All right. Good stuff, guys. All right. So we're going to move uh, past that at this point. We're going to move into facts, and we're now in spoiler territory, okay? So okay. if you have not seen Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife yet, if you're listening to this, if you have not seen Ghostbusters Afterlife Stop listening here. Go watch the movie. Come back and listen to us. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, like I would like to say, where the fuck was Slimer? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. That's one of my biggest questions We're and not concerns that I had. Yet. I have my um, categories lined up. So basically, Ooh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, duh. It's currently in theaters. It is not streaming, so you can't see this anywhere. It's not a dual release, which I like. Saw it in theaters. Shouldn't be. I would recommend you see it in theaters. I recommend you see it in theaters too. Film was scheduled <laughs> to be released on July 10th of 2020, but was delayed until March 5th of 2021 due to COVID-19, and then delayed again until Thanksgiving, or uh, around Thanksgiving of this year, which is when we saw it, obviously. Weird time for it to come out. The I know, timing yeah. makes zero sense. So I guess initially they wanted to, they were going to put it out in early November, but they wanted to have it come out after that fucking stupid Marvel movie, Eternals. Why didn't they, they have it come out this summer? Like, I don't understand, like, the delay. What do you delay? The movie's done at that point. Well, you, there you, were also more Marvel movies. That came. So basically, any studio, their strategy for releasing movies now is, is to, a, avoid a, to avoid Marvel because they know that because that's going to win the box movies are good. I know. It's fucking, fucking sheep. Although, Watch I will say, again, movies. Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm all in for that. But that's just me. Um, so principal photography for this movie began in July of 2019. 
Uh, and it was all shot in Canada, by the way, which I was surprised at because it looks like they very much shot in Oklahoma yeah. where the movie is supposed to take place. Um, began in July of 2019 and ended up in October of 2019. So this movie has been on the shelf for over two years. Yeah. Like, I ready was, to go. I feel like I remember when we first watched this trailer, probably before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And then COVID happened, and mm. then now it's just here, just now. Well, I also think it's funny, too, because they they played it very coy in the marketing and the trailers that the original Ghostbusters and cast are in this, all the ones that are left alive. And I feel like that's like, it's not affecting the box office, but it was weird. It was a weird choice. I got a question for you, Mike. Mm-hmm. You're a bigger Ghostbusters fan than I am. I haven't seen the old ones in a long time. Mm-hmm. The music in this movie, similar to the Ghostbusters movies? The exact same. Okay, so that leads me to say then, um, for some reason, because I couldn't remember the music from the original ones. You, you ever seen that movie, The Ninth Gate? With Johnny Depp? With Johnny Depp. Yep. Similar... That movie has a similar score to Ghostbusters, which is random because I was like li- watching the movie and I was like, "What is this? Mo- why?" And it just reminded me of the Ninth Gate. Music, Interesting, which is weird. Like if you want, if you look back, it's very similar, and it's like okay. So I'm, apparently that was ripped off from Ghostbusters, but I wonder if it's the same. Uh, so I had watched Ghostbusters, <coughs> excuse me, a few days before we went to go see this, mm-hmm. and, and I was. Did? I watched it like when I was like, I, uh, when, watch it. I know you weren't around. I'm you sorry. probably wouldn't have watched it anyway. Yeah. Why wouldn't I watch it? I don't, I don't know because you're a hater. I don't know. I'm not a hater. You're not a hater. It's fine. But anyway, so the musical <laughs> cues, like the like the piano, like like that type of mm-hmm. stuff, like that was all like the music was all. Uh, it was a certain that, parts of it. Can you do that one more time? Cute. That's cute. Yep. Uh, <laughs> parts of the music were updated, but a lot of the same original music from the first movie was in there. Um, but essentially, this this movie, um, this sequel has been gestating. I love using that word. Oh, such, uh, interesting. For a long, long time. We'll get into this, but I feel like essentially the most of my facts are about how long the sequel has been in development, and it's it's insane to hear all this. So. The word sounds very sexual. I don't like that. Uh, Say it again. Say it again. Gestating. Ooh. Long, gest- <laughs> long gestating. I've been gestating for a while too. <laughs> You could also say that uh, in Alien, the, movie, the Ridley Scott movie, uh, after the facehugger lands on John Hurt, he has a alien fetus gestating in his stomach that bursts out of his chest. That's the word. Okay. It's like um, throbbing. So Ghostbusters Afterlife is directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the original Ghostbusters movie and co-wrote it, and he also directed Ghostbusters 2. The original movies were co-written by Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman and Harold Ramis, who unfortunately is no longer with us. But the Ghostbusters franchise has essentially been Dan Aykroyd's baby since he wrote co-wrote the first movie. It's interesting that he died. Well, not Dan Aykroyd. Harold Wait. Harold Ramis. Oh, he died. Okay. Egon. Egon yeah, passed yeah, yeah. away uh, in okay. 2014, yeah. uh, unfortunately. So no, no. You, Never mind. So Harold Ramis, by the way... Co-wrote, and I think he directed, Caddyshack, Stripes, yeah. Ghostbusters. Him and Bill Murray used to be great buds. Yes, and they had a falling out. I Actually, I would I would recommend, if you have not, there's a, there's a show on Netflix called The uh, the Movies That Made Us. Yeah, yeah. Which is, is decent. It's like kind of trashy, like binge-watch television. But there's an episode on Ghostbusters that I'd recommend you watch because it kind of details uh, the falling out between Bill Murray and Harold Ramis that happened. 
in detail, I would just say check it out at your own uh, at your own peril. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd has essentially been the the leading voice in the Ghostbusters franchise, like since the first film got co-written, and especially after Harold Ramis passed away. But um, so this movie was finally greenlit after the controversy and financial failure of the Ghostbusters remake that came out in 2016, which is uh, has been become to be known as Ghostbusters: Answer the Call. So, none of us have seen this movie, right? Uh, no thanks. Okay. So, and again, it's not because we're sexists. We have a female as our podcast host. This was the one that had four female Ghostbusters. I mean, the feminists are taking over. I'm an adult virgin. Wow. I yeah. didn't know. Okay. Well, basically, so in 2016, they did a reboot slash remake of Ghostbusters, which, which had four female Ghostbusters. Okay. I'm an adult virgin. And... Men on the internet got very, very mad about this, which is stupid. I personally found the movie to be stupid, and I didn't want to see it because I didn't really want to see a remake of Ghostbusters. I didn't really feel like that was something I wanted to see. Just like if other particular movies that I held nostalgic to myself, I would not want to see remade. Like if they did a Jaws remake, wouldn't want to see it. The Ghostbusters in this movie were played by uh, Kate McKinnon, Kristen Wiig, Leslie Jones and Melissa McCarthy, which I will just say they're all funny. Else, I loved Bridesmaids. Oh, me and too. They're pretty much all in that except for Leslie Jones. I love Kristen Wiig. Um, I don't particularly f- I, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. I think is funny. Kristen I don't Wiig's particularly awesome. find the other two funny. Um, best role Kristen Wiig's ever been in was McGruber. Oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> That's That's such so a great good. Movie. But um, yeah, so obviously it, it was. Um, it failed financially and was not well received by critics. And, and, you know, say what you will about the motivation behind that. If you didn't see that movie because you don't want to see four female Ghostbusters, then I guess you're just a, a, an asshole. Like I that just should, that want, shouldn't be the reason that you don't want to see, see it. Movie. I don't want to see it because I don't want to see a remake of Ghostbusters. I wanted to see a movie like this. Yeah, like a, a homage to right. Ghostbusters. Yeah, almost. something that honored the legacy of the original ones and kind of passed the torch. But I guess basically... Uh, in the early 90s, following the release of Ghostbusters 2, Dan Aykroyd had a script prepared for a third film that was tentatively titled Ghostbusters 3, Hellbent. And the concept for this movie was that the characters, all the Ghostbusters, transported to an alternate universe dimension of uh, Manhattan called Manhelton. I see what you did there, Dan Aykroyd. Where the Clever people guy. and places are hellish Clever versions guy. of Earth with the uh, Ghostbusters meeting and confronting the devil. Okay, cool. Uh, at the time, Aykroyd had stated that the studio was interested in making this movie, though the principal actors, especially Bill Murray, were not interested in this. And this will be a running theme throughout this timeline. Is yeah, that Bill Murray doesn't? Bill do Murray anything. is a difficult asshole. Like everyone loves Bill Murray because he's like that random guy that shows up mm-hmm. at parties, stuff like that, and that's great and all. But yeah. I feel like Bill Murray would be the worst person to ever work with mm-hmm. because he's such a fucking douchebag. Yeah, like he may be cool, he may be funny, but that's I wouldn't want to m- work with him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's like... I'm Team Ramus. He's like the... Fuck, oh, I love Fuck him. Murray. He's the... he Murray is the essential, like, quirky actor that is difficult for, like, just being difficult... For difficult sake, I feel like. Um, so this movie, the plot essentially featured a new, younger group of Ghostbusters while Ray, Egon, and uh, Winston struggled to keep the business open while uh, Bill Murray, Peter Venkman's relationship with Dana, who's played by Sigourney Weaver, their relationship becomes more serious. Uh, part of this concept was actually used later on in Ghostbusters, the video game, which, guess what? Mike played. Wow. Uh, yep, of course. 
And uh, at one point in the film's development, listen to this and how fucking awesome would this have been? The three younger Ghostbusters they were trying to bring on for this movie, Chris Farley, Chris Rock, and Ben Stiller. Oh, that'd be so fun. Oh my God, that would have been great. I don't know Can how. Do Why don't they do that? Well, no, this was the, this uh, was well, being developed in the 90s. Chris Farley's uh, dead. Chris Farley's dead, well, yes. Yeah. So that wouldn't work out. Uh, okay, all right. That would have been amazing. I know, it would have been great. It would have been cool. And then, you know, it never happened. In 2004, they, they revisited the sequel again, and guess what? Bill Murray still wasn't interested. Huh. Uh, years keep passing. In 2011... Dan Aykroyd stated that the plan was to uh, potentially begin filming a sequel that year. Never happened. So why Bill did they Murray, just tell Bill, Bill Murray, Murray to passed go, again? Why did they just tell Bill Murray to fuck well, off? So and essentially, just use Rick Moranis. So at that point, at, the, at that point, when 2011 <laughs> came, 20 years after this initial sequel was pitched, was pitched, excuse me, Aykroyd finally said, "Like, listen, maybe we need to just recast somebody as Peter Venkman, or just get rid of the character. Yeah, just have him die." And. Uh, in February of 2012, the film was placed on hold as the studio thought that without Bill Murray, the, wouldn't, the movie wouldn't be as much of a success. So, essentially, as uh, my friend Jonathan Frakes would say, it never happened. Not this time. No way. Not this time. Sorry, Bill. Yep. Um, and I guess the reason that Bill Murray had been reluctant to reprise his role as Peter Venkman for decades, although he did return for a uh, cameo, he returned for the Ghostbusters video game. He lent his likeness and his voice to the Ghostbusters video game that I mentioned before. He said, uh, basically in an interview, that he finally chose to return for this movie because, quote, the script is good, it has lots of emotion in it, it's got lots of family in it, with lines that are really interesting, I think it's going to work. So for some reason, he changed his mind for this one, which I, I do maybe think... Maybe because he was old as dirt and he realized, I'm going to die soon, so maybe I should, you know, just yeah, do it. Yeah, he looked, he looked old when you see him. Well, he partied. Well, they're all old Yeah, he, he, does, mean... he does party. He has stories about that, for sure. But, um, yeah, so, you know, Mario finally committed, and the new film connected to the original, the original two films was revealed in January of 2019, and Jason Reitman, as I mentioned, who was the son of the original director, Ivan Reitman, was announced to direct... And yeah, here we are. Ghostbusters well, it's a good thing they picked Jason Reitman, because God knows what this movie would have been like if they picked Jason Wrongman. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. That's cute. So cute. <coughs> it's a fitting <laughs> joke for this movie. So cute. Um, so I mentioned the uh, the real Ghostbusters cartoon show back in the 80s and, and early 90s that yep. came out. A couple things about this uh, movie tied into that series, which I think was a smart move on their part. So the Ecto-1 gunner seat was actually used in the cartoon, um, and it was a concept that was pitched for the original two films, but it never came to fruition. And uh, speaking of the cartoon, one of the ghosts that was featured in this film is what they Muncher. call the uh, bug-eyed ghost. Wow. So you see him real, real quick. Uh, he previously, or he or it or they, whatever their pronouns are, previously appeared in two episodes of The Real Ghostbusters in 1986, and it was also featured as a toy in the toy line based what on the bug show. Eye, what, what? I'll show you a picture of it afterwards. You'll notice it. You'll know it when you see it. But it was in the cartoon. It was in the movie really, really quick. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. Very, very interesting. And this is the first time, Andrew. A huge disappointment to both of us. First time in the Ghostbusters franchise. Movies, cartoons, video games, high C containers. That there Dude. is no... Slimer, which I for one was bummed at uh, because you can huge, take Muncher a huge and fail. fuck right off. It's Muncher a huge can fail. get fucked. Like, why didn't they? I wanted Slimer. It's not like 
Slimer was like acting like Bill Murray, like I don't want to be in this movie. Mm. He's a, he's yeah, a he's fucking, a ghost. he's a fake ghost. Yeah, he can just be in the movie. Yep. Why not? Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's my question. Yeah, I was bummed. I was bummed by that because I mean, I feel like Slimer is one of the most iconic Slimer parts about Slimer. the original Ghost. Dude, yeah, I like that like, they had should... the I like that they had the Stay Puft Marshmallow. I love those fucking but, like, little, yeah, the, the little the little Stay Puft Marshmallow. Like, man. When they're just like mm-hmm. killing each other, that was that was great. That was grocery store. That was cool. In the Walmart, but it was like all of a sudden you saw the slime and you're like, oh, but then it was like. Blue, and you're like, mm, mm, yeah. What is yeah, this? Yeah, I don't understand. It was Why? muncher. It was. I mean, it's a, maybe they're gonna try and make a high C muncher now, and it's like a blue raspberry That's, beverage. Uh, I mean, I guess. So I guess they marketing are, really like. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Everything's about marketing. Ugh, well, you have to think about how much money the Ghostbusters franchise made on merchandise in the '80s and '90s. It's insane. Insane. Yeah. Dude, if they sold any track jackets with Slimer on it, oh, you bet your absolutely. balls it would be in my possession. Can we just make those? And I'd be wearing it we right now. We should make some. Might be a copyright it. issue, but we could figure we it out. We should make. Well, not if we. Not if we for make your them next ourselves. birthday, I want to make a track jacket, a Ghostbusters track jacket. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! I'm, I mean, hey, I'll take any. Been talking a lot about track jackets lately. Uh, because <laughs> track jackets rule. Yeah. Mike loves track so, jackets. So, uh, in addition to Slimer not appearing in this movie, the only actors, not ghosts, that don't reprise their roles in this movie after starring in both of the original previous films are Harold Ramis and David Margulies, who have both passed away. Obviously, Harold Ramis plays Egon Spengler. David Margulies, probably a little bit less known. He plays the mayor in the first two movies. What about Rick Moranis? And he's still alive. He's just retired from acting. I know he's he still alive, dead. but where was Rick? I was so, Come on. so bummed that he was I not am in the key master. Um, also, Sigourney Weaver at the <laughs> very the end, master. last thing, does that really count? It does count. It counts. She's, still in, in, the movie. she's in the movie. That's insane. You're she insane. She was in it for like two seconds. That doesn't matter. You have to wait till the very end of the... It's, I hate... I, I do hate think it that. was. I, I hate having to wait. I, 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 I do agree. I do hate that they hold scenes till after till the, the very, very end. I don't uh, want to fucking sit there for an extra ten minutes right. to see something that you could just show me at the end of the movie. This is a fair. This is a fair nitpick because if I wasn't an adult virgin and a nerd, I wouldn't have known no, of about those. No, Mike, the only reason I scenes. stay at movies till the very end now is because of you and it bothers me. Right. Because why the fuck should I have to stay? Right. I paid $10 to see this fuck movie and sit through 20... How about this? How about we get rid of the 20 minutes of Marvel previews? Oh my god, oh there were so many trailers. There were so many trailers You know what we could do instead movie. of the, treview, the fucking previews? Is you could just put that at the end of the movie instead of waiting until midway through the credits to show it? There were a lot of names in the credits, yeah. but I, I So I agree Thousands. with that. There were a million previews, which was another moment when I realized, wow, I am old to be in this movie, because they were all fucking kids' movies and Marvel movies. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, the post credit scenes were cool. Um, but, I mean, I feel like the average viewer wouldn't know that that was going to happen. Right. right. Of course not. People so. left. They had no idea. And I feel like it's it's it sucks, but the assumption now going into a movie that's tied to a quote-unquote franchise have to kind of assume there's going to be something there at some point. Gotta wait. Gotta wait. Hang around. Gotta wait. You couldn't cut one mm. scene with Finn Wolfhard and just put that in the movie. Fucking no. <laughs> all right. So whatever his name. Is. All right. Let's roll through categories Yay, here. Yay! Categories. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> the movie's not scary. No. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. No scare. I mean, maybe scary for kids if you're taking your uh, kids to no. see this. Maybe. Wow. Maybe some of the stuff with the uh, the, the, ter- the terror I'm so, dogs. I'm surprised she didn't find it scary, actually, to be honest. What? I mean, by the way, well, scared of the wind. I would say the one. Wait, wait, wait. Let me talk. The one thing would be if you inherited a house and it was very creepy. That would be the one scary element that I would cool. think um, there would be. But beyond that, the go. I mean, and like, and how Penelope. Not Penelope. 
Uh, Phoebe. Phoebe. <laughs> Both P names. How, how she, how she does the moves on the chess she's set. She's playing and chess with, with She wakes yeah. up and it's, yeah. That wasn't scary, though. You knew I that would, that was a good I spirit. You would, could tell. Well, I would be a little bit nervous if that was me. Well, chess with her granddad. Well, she just, I mean, she maybe knows. Well, maybe she does They did that. a great job casting her because... Or they did a great job making her awesome. look just like uh, Yeah, she doesn't look like that in real life, so they did a good job no, making yeah, her look like that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I should Google her. Not at all. Like. Um, I will say, like, the 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 only pure kind of scary creation the Ghostbusters franchise has ever had are the Terror Dogs. The dogs and Gozer. Scary. And, and Gozer's, Gozer's pretty freaky. No. Um, um, but the, um, I will say that the fact that they tie it in with Sumerian yeah. uh, mythology, not mythology, but, like, history... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Is really well because yeah. I love Sumeria. Yeah, and like the fact that it's called Somerville, spelled S-U-M-E-R, even better. Oh. Mm. Interesting. That's actually a very good Easter egg. Very nice. You very nice. That? Oh. I did not notice that. I feel like there's a lot of Easter eggs in here. Like it's it's a lot to notice. But um, uh, yeah. But actually, so in the scene where Paul Rudd, uh, who's Mr. Gruberson, that was a funny line. Your name's Gary Gruberson. Oh yeah, you have that a date was with, actually. You have a date um, with Gary, Gary Gruberson. Gruberson. <laughs> when he's in Walmart and he sees the little mini Stay Puft Marshmallow Men, obviously that's all CGI. But the terror dogs in Walmart, practical effects. Really? Really? Yep. Oh, that's Pretty a cool. fun fact. Pretty cool. So I mean, those... oh, that was that was probably one of the best scenes in the movie when he yeah. finally gets out of Walmart mm. and he dives through the front of his window. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. was, that was so great, bl- I was, I dude. Was he he might have been my favorite part of the movie He's aside like... from the other stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's uh, I forget what I was gonna say, but yeah. So I I I, uh, I thought that was cool. They used a lot of practical effects in this. There was a lot of CGI, but a lot of practical effects as well because I feel like. Some of the stuff they showed, like it's just tough to do practically, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, Are we on to favorite scene? Did we do yeah, we're on to favorite scene. So you can go ahead if you want. I liked uh, the end where Egon, Egon, Egon comes yeah. back, and like all of a sudden, like Penelope is holding Phoebe. her. <laughs> yeah. I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. It was eggnog no. and Penelope. Eggnog and Penelope eggnog are and holding Penelope. the yep. same, uh, you know, ghost gun. And <laughs> proton pack. Oh, okay. See, you proton asshole. Pack. <laughs> Good God Almighty. I, I'm, I'm okay with her not knowing what that's called. Just stop calling her Penelope. <laughs> what do you call the traps? A ghost box? <laughs> Pretty Jesus much. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, all of a sudden, like, you see her and you see him, and I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Because you were yeah. just waiting for something to happen like that, and it was so heartfelt, and you're just like, it was. Oh, it was yes, very. I love that. And I, I agree kind of with what Bill Murray said in his quote earlier. There, there, is a, <laughs> there is an emotional core to this story that I feel like they deliver on. Absolutely. Where you finally see, you know, Carrie Coon's character and uh, McKenna Grace's character, Phoebe. I forget uh, Carrie Coon's character's name. And then Finn Wolfhard's character. I forget it. Trevor is his name. But, like, you see them finally connect with their grandfather. Yeah, she realizes yeah. he has all the photos of her down in the basement. Correct, which was a, a, yeah. a good nice. payoff. But I'm glad you brought that part up. I had it down as one of my favorite scenes as well. It was a nice, warm, and fuzzy Did moment. it give you any sort of an icky feeling at all that they used? It was a little Harold weird. Ra- how I'm glad Harold they didn't make like him. this I'm glad they, seven I'm, years I'm, after he's been dead? I'm glad that he didn't talk. Yeah, that, that would have been weird. Yeah. I did find it very interesting, and you never see this in a movie. Because the movie wasn't over at this point, and it like it like panned up to the sky, and it was like for Harold. 
Yes. And I thought that, that was, was a really, really nice, nice touch. That was, that was so cool. Touch. Like in the middle, like not in the middle of the movie, but, but like it wasn't at the, the end. movie yep. wasn't over. Yep. It was not and they over. just Absolutely. put up full held and I was yep. like, that was great. you know, almost brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> it was so it was yeah. right after the, it was right after the part the last part that he, that he was in, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I thought was a very yeah, mid like not mid movie but towards the end not of the movie, the end but of the not at the end of the movie. Cool. I didn't know he was dead. Oh yeah. How would I know that? Yeah. I mean, a, a normal well, I'm person. Trying, I'm trying to think of the, like the last. I, I didn't know. How do you not know that? So, nice like the last oh, movie, the last movie that I remember seeing him in as an actor, he played Seth Rogen's dad in the in um, Knocked Up. Oh. Oh really? I don't yes. remember that. Yes. Oh, I should Google that. Because he kind of looks exactly like Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's a good movie too. Yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah, it's a good, great movie. Um, Paul Rudd's awesome in that movie too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Paul I Rudd's got awesome Matt Sui. Yeah, I, I got Matt Sui. Yeah, I got Matt Sui. Paul Rudd. Um, so yeah, great, great scene there. And yes. I, I guess to tie off of that, I mean, the scene where all the boys reunite oh, I and mean, you see the original Ghostbusters step out to fight Gozer and you first see it, you hear Bill Murray say, yo, flat top. And it just shows them like with their suits on and they just like step into the light and it just kind of pans upward. I fucking went from six to midnight. I was so pumped. I was like, yeah, I'm an adult virgin. Woo! I was like, let's fucking go, baby. I was so fucking pumped. It was awesome. Is six to midnight like a thing? Bill Murray is much of it. That's a, means it's from, that's also from uh, either 40 year old virgin or uh, knocked up six to midnight. Oh, it means, cute. It means a boner. More cute stuff. <laughs> I'm more uh, like six to like 1130. <laughs> Six you and your you and your bet wiener. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was awesome. Also, shout out to the stuff and both both things in the post credit scenes were directly tied to all the actors from the original movies, which I loved. So, Andrew, uh, what about you? Um, There's a lot of good scenes in this movie. I feel like I really like the scene where they like finally like go to the mountain or whatever it is, like the mining mountain, and they see like what's causing oh, the yeah. Gozer's temple and yeah. it's. The, the the dead bodies are coming up in the proton. That yeah. was yeah, awesome that too. Was I'm really glad you brought cool. that up. Fucking, like Egon, keeping like, it down. Like he set it up. Like he yeah. It he was knew. it almost reminded me of like it at that point. Like he had like a, a plan of attack. He jerry rigged that thing so yeah. like four proton packs would like shoot to yeah, keep all the shit awesome. down. That was yeah. that's what was causing all the seismic activity. That yeah. was a really cool touch. Smart smart stuff. Yeah, very good. Um, also. I guess we, we're rolling into, like, uh, favorite quotes here now. So this is favorite quotes, favorite scene tied in together for me. But, like, I, ha- I already said, yo, flat top. That was awesome. Bill Murray was funny as hell when he was in it, despite him being an asshole and not making this sequel sooner. Um, I also loved when <laughs> Gozer asks them all, after they first show up, are you a god? And Dan Aykroyd pauses for a second, and Bill Murray looks. This is a direct scene from the original yeah. movie. In the original movie, Dan Aykroyd says, no. And Bill Murray says to him, uh, listen, Ray, when somebody asks you if you're a god, you tell them yes. And in this movie, he they ask, and Bill Murray looks at him, he's like, oh, Ray, for, come on, for God's sake. And he's like, oh, yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Good tie that most people yeah. probably wouldn't catch yep. that. Yep, well, but I did, because um, I'm an adult virgin. One of my favorite quotes, since we're rolling into this, mm-hmm. is when Penelope... Phoebe! <laughs> <laughs> Good God, man. Once... Twice. Her name's actually Phoebe Frangler. There's nothing worse than the name Penelope. When she's in front of the uh, god and tells all those Sorry jokes. Sorry if any listeners are named Penelope. No, what's the matter with that? It's ahead, a fine ahead, name. No, I just no. think it's funny. Sounds like a fruit, like cantaloupe or something. It's like not... <laughs> 
Oh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, when go she's go. in front of the god, whoever the name is. Gozer. And, yeah, Gyoza. Yeah. <laughs> Gyoza, Penelope, and, and fucking, what do you say, eggnog? Eggnog. She's an Egon. Right. Um, okay, in front of Gyoza, and, and what happens? And she says the fish joke. I love the fish joke. When oh. there's no eye What do you fish. call a fish with no eye? Oh, fuck it. Oh, fuck it Sorry. That's not I even mean, the best joke in the movie. Hey, no, Kat, but it's by one the of way, my favorite jokes. I bet my mother-in-law I couldn't make a car out of spaghetti. Why, why is your mother-in-law instead of your mother? You should have seen her face when I drove pasta. Cat's <laughs> <laughs> favorite I joke of all guys. time. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was mother, mother-in-law, whatever. Well, what was yeah. the other joke she told, too? That uh, was good. The best joke in the movie was a grasshopper walks into a bar. Bartender says, hey, we have a drink named after you. Grasshopper says, you have a drink named, named Steve? Steve? <laughs> <laughs> I also like the, uh, there's two whales in a bar, and one of the whales says, Lillywell says, shut up, Gary, you're drunk. You're drunk, yeah. <laughs> Craig has definitely one. told us that joke <laughs> before. Um, I also thought a cool quote was when uh, the kids get arrested after destroying half the town, chasing Muncher around, and they're in jail, which, again, throwback to the original movie when the Ghostbusters are in jail. And uh, the sheriff, who's played by Bokeem Woodbine, is the actor's He was name. good in Devil. What's his he's name? Been, he's, Bokeem Woodbine? Did you Bokeem see, Woodbine. Did you see he's a good actor. He's been in a bunch of that's stuff. That's cool. That's a cool name. I've, uh, that's the M. Night Shyamalan movie, that's right? That's actually a yes, pretty solid movie. It's a solid movie. Solid movie. Um, Phoebe says, Penelope says, I get, Penelope. A, I get a phone call, and he says... Who are you gonna call? And I'm oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she does call <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters. And she, she does. does. Which she is and I love that that yeah. phone number is so, still in service. Yeah, and I love that like He picks up the red phone. I love I like, loved <laughs> I love that part because it shows Ray obviously kept the phone number and it rings now at his occult bookshop mm-hmm. and he picks up we're closed. What do you want? Like that was awesome. That was great. Yeah, that was good. That was great. So uh yeah. Uh wanna talk favorite and least favorite characters? Yes. I know we're uh, getting up against it on time here, so we can roll through these pretty quickly. We have we have some time actually, so go ahead. Um, Kat, who was your favorite? Did you have a favorite character, least favorite character? I'll let you go first. So um, I really liked. I don't think um, I had a least favorite, to be honest with you. I forget his name. Podcast. Uh, podcast. Podcast. Duh. Sorry. You remind oh my me God. of Mike. He's like a little Mike. So he's awesome. He was honestly. Amazing. The air and everything. He was great. Um, I, I love everything I about him. No, I love. <laughs> I I have. Uh, all right, go ahead. You like, go first, and then I'm gonna. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna what are you gonna say about this? <laughs> first of all, I don't do that. I don't do that. Kind of. Um, I did not hate podcasts as much as I thought I would. I loved him. I thought considering he was awesome. that his fucking name is podcast. Well, that's, that's his what he Yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah, he was yeah, awesome. I know. Like if I you know, were if, if this. If you were 20 years younger and you were you in high school, you would be fucking podcast. podcast. It yes, just, I would. feel like it was like a, a, a meta joke about everyone that has a podcast, and it also made me hate that I have a podcast. Oh, I love it. Because it made me feel very self-conscious about how I am when people, if I've had a few drinks or are around and they talk about podcasts, I'm like, mm, I have a podcast. But I don't walk around with a microphone and headphones, by the way, so no, fuck uh, you guys. Not yet. Fuck you guys. Not yet. But podcast actually was nowhere near as annoying as I thought he was going to be when they first introduced him. I liked his character quite I thought a bit. he was awesome. So I liked I liked him. also that he walked out of the Ecto-1 at the end of the movie after they vanquished uh, Gozer and he was covered in dead uh, yes. the marshmallows. Yes. Marshmallows. Like yeah. yes. in the original so awesome. Movie. Yeah, so good. Go um, I liked him. I liked Paul Rudd. Um, Paul Rudd was awesome. Mr. Gruberson. The... Gary. And I loved Penelope. Yeah, I actually yeah. wrote in my notes. That's kind of funny that I actually wrote Penelope. 
<laughs> you were so really high. Um, also, the um, the kids from the kid from Stranger Things was super fucking annoying. I really couldn't. I really yeah, don't Finn, like Finn, Finn, Finn Wolfhard. So he's good. I in, he's good him. in Stranger. He's things. good in Stranger he's, Things, but he's probably my least favorite character in Stranger Things. And also, the mom from The Leftovers was pretty annoying. See, I liked her. I like I, I like Carrie Coon. I think I she's a good like actress. Her. I like everything that she's in. I, I she's like awesome her. in The Leftovers. I, the best character in The Leftovers. Which I thought is a show you should watch. Yeah, if you've you ever should seen watch it. that yeah. if you haven't watched it. Um, you, you I, would like I, it. I love I just, Leftovers. It's depressing <laughs> and fucking. It's depressing and weird and sci-fi-ish. And yeah, you'd like it. Yeah, it's not I, like a Christian. I didn't think no. it was her best role, and I hated the kid from Stranger Things because he's just annoying. I feel like that is how both of the roles were written, though. This was clearly right. a story yes. about Penelope, aka Phoebe. Correct. And they were supporting characters yes, in the story. Yes. Yeah. So that that's my uh, that's my The only the only part of the movie that I actively did not give one fucking eighth of a shit about was the shit with Trevor, who's played by Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Thank you for your contributions, Otis. Um, any time that he was trying to hit on the girl that he had a crush on. Yes. Or any time so that he was working at the burger joint or anything like that. Time. Yeah, he was he was definitely just uh, yeah. They, I, I don't feel like he was meant to be an important character in the movie. And it showed in the writing. It showed in how the character was portrayed. So, um, I also agree that Paul Rudd was probably my favorite character because he's awesome in everything. And I feel like uh, Paul Rudd's character in this movie was kind of a surrogate for middle-aged Ghostbusters fans like myself. Even though, given that uh, Paul Rudd's uh, way older than me. He was like the less nerdy version of Rick Moranis in this movie. Incredibly more handsome too. I mean, yeah, he's a stud. But he's sexiest and man alive, according Rick, to People Magazine. Is he? Really, Paul yeah, just, Rudd? Just one sexiest man yeah, alive. Yeah, but so was like Adam Levine. He's gross, and like but Jared. Adam Levine's at least I like mean, a sex- Jared. Jared Leto serious? definitely not. No, definitely not. Jared Leto Ugh. looks like a beta male. He's never. He's I, never. He's never. I, won that I can't. No, that that doesn't. That's not a real yeah. thing. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, um, for favorite, I mean, I, there was nobody I really hated in this movie. I guess I didn't. I didn't really. Yeah, yeah, I know you hated him. Did, uh, did you? Annoying. Anybody else that we didn't cover in character that so I hated? far that you hated or loved? No, I mean, Phoebe was my favorite, and then Paul Rudd. Penelope. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Penelope. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I hate that name. Phoebe. Didn't though. really. I mean, we talked about Finn Wolfhard. I guess like he's a potential cast replacement for you guys. I didn't really have a problem, but. Um, there were a few quick, like, blink-and-you'll-miss-it cameos from, from pretty big actors in this movie. Um, Evo Shandor, who is the guy that is, is essentially in the coffin down yep. in Gozer's tomb, mm-hmm. uh, was played by J.K. Simmons, who's a pretty famous actor. Yeah, I noticed that. Oh, I'm going to talk about yeah. him. Yeah, so he um, he has been uh, in Oz, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I State Farm. State The State Farm guy. Yeah. Um, he was also in Whiplash, which was a movie that he got nominated for an Academy oh, Award for I for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, really thank you for smoking. Thank it. you for smoking. He's a great actor. Like oh. one of one of the one of those guys that you, you see know. and you're like, okay, I know this guy from a bunch of stuff. He was good in his quick cameo. Like I wonder if there was more with him in it that got cut because it feels like he's too big yeah, of an actor. He's just kind of hanging out to like there. to be in it for thirty seconds. Because he's essentially in it. He wakes up. He dies. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and Did you then, say um, Spider-Man, obviously? Uh, yeah, he played... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, fucking Your favorite Jay- movie? Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> um, no, not my favorite movie. The fact that they were two Jay, Jay Jonah trailers. Jameson in Spider-Man uh, 2. Yep. The fact that they were two Spider-Man trailers is really excessive. Well, there's a... 
there was so that that's the there problem. are two Spider-Man movies coming out. Spider-Man No Way Home, I want to see, but uh, the Morbius movie, which is another movie that is tied to Spider-Man, like I don't need that. I don't need oh, that. I had no idea who the yeah. fuck Morbius was. Right, he's and an it was he's an is obscure... that Jared Leto? Leto? It's Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah. No thanks. Um, he's Leto, an obscure. Leto. I'll just listen to some Thirty Seconds to Mars. And get he's my an obscure fill. Spider-Man villain. Um, and then Gozer was portrayed by Olivia Wilde. Stunning. Mm. Beautiful. Not in this role, though. No, she looked kind of... uh, She looked like she had, like, a a flat top. Like, she she looked like she'd have been, like, 80s basketball. Yeah. But that's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. So that was interesting. I thought that was very interesting. Um... I think we can skip favorite kill because was there one aside oh, from nobody was killed. Egon, Egon died, one. No, but I don't think no. he was killed. The uh, the guy in the uh, tomb thing, then when the uh, oh right, Evo Shandor, J.K. Simmons. Yes, yes, yes. yes he yes. was the best kill. That's right. I forgot he, he was got killed. Ripped in half. He's like, oh hey, you know, I hung out in this like cave. They for... split yeah. him down the middle oh, too, yeah. like, from the top. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Yes. Good call, Catherine. Oh yeah. High Way to go. High five indeed. Also. Um, oh, you asshole. Wow, Andrew. Oh, my God. Well, also, the funny part is, so I guess, you know, obviously they are... Me- they they, they lead They lead Egon's <laughs> family into the belief that he had a heart attack. There's no way he had a heart attack. He was killed by Gozer. He was killed yeah. by Gozer. No Who? Way. Egon. Eggnog. 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 Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Penelope's <laughs> granddad. Sure. Guys, what do you think about Ghostbusters Afterlife as a haunted attraction? <clears throat> um, I don't think so. Well, I let think, me let me. I mean, let you me, could do it with like me, the let farmhouse me, and like the. Let me the, let me give you this first. Go ahead. And then comment on it. So, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters has worked as theme park attractions on <laughs> several occasions. I mean, it could. Um. So there was originally an attraction called Ghostbusters Spooktacular that was a stage show that opened with Universal Studios Florida in 1991, which was essentially a stunt show that reenacted the end of the first movie with Gozer and the Terror Dogs and a bunch of ghosts. Um, that was open for a few years when the park first opened, and then there was a Ghostbusters uh, stage show with Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Because they had the oh, rights I'd to both those. You I've probably saw it if you've been I there. I saw the Beetlejuice stage show. Yeah. If, Andrew, if you, you went uh, you went to uh, Universal Studios when King Kong was open, so you prob- those attractions were probably there when you went there. I, I never went there. I vaguely remember. I did, so, yeah. 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 I, saw, I went to Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, so Ghost, Ghostbusters yeah. was at Universal Studios Florida for several years yeah. when it first opened. I saw that. Um, but it, it, yeah. it left after a while. But then after that, <clears throat> more specific to us, a Ghostbusters haunted house was featured at Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood Inn and Orlando in 2019 as a haunted house. And it was alongside uh, <laughs> other haunted houses based on Stranger Things Season 2, the Universal Classic Monsters, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, yes. Uh, yes. Us, <laughs> Creep Show, and House of a Thousand Corpses. Wow. Sounds like a fucking dynamite what a lineup. lineup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I would think, you know, you could, you could potentially turn Ghostbusters into a, uh, a haunted house. If you oh, do yeah. it the right way, all about it, the it right would, way. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a scary thing, but it could be a fun Halloween. Oh, it'd be a blast! Dude, if you get yeah. slimed, yeah. Yep. Oh, that'd yep. be fun. By uh, Magnetron. What's his name? The guy with Magnetron? the Magnetron. Uh, <laughs> Slimer. <laughs> no, not Slimer. The Metal Muncher. 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 Oh. Magnetron. <laughs> you thinking of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man? Is that what you're thinking of? I don't no, think that's the... making. That's that. That's he's a uh, Penelope's dad. <laughs> 
might be related to eggnog, but who knows? Magnetron, (laughs) Penelope, and... um, So, Andrew, that was a... um, That was uh, more of a professional segue than I could have done. So, I want to ask you guys about the ending of this, and if you think there should be a sequel, and... um, one of the big questions that I had coming out of this was who, uh, uh, Penelope, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Phoebe and Trevor's father was. No mention of him in the, at all in this movie. That's correct. Um, and and clearly, Ooh. clearly, we're it, it's the post credit scenes are awesome. We're lined up to get a sequel if it makes enough money. Why do you need a sequel to a sequel? Well, because they want to continue the franchise, and, and Sony, Sony, who owns the rights to Ghostbusters, wants to continue to make money movies, off Ghostbusters. A lot of movies do that. Okay. Yeah. New. So no. I, I, I think we're going to get a sequel. I will definitely watch it. But what did you think of the end of it with the post credit scenes? Like, did you, did you, did it leave you wanting more? Like, what did you guys think, Andrew? Go ahead. I always want more. Mm. Never get enough. I'd like to see one with the Anunnaki. That would be kind of cool. What's an Anunnaki? We're not going to discuss that because that's going to get into rambling. Just okay. look up. Fair. Okay. Fair enough. Kat, what about you? Same questions for you. What was the question? Um, do you want to see a sequel? <laughs> I mean, it is a sequel, so. Do you want to see a sequel to this sequel? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, sure. Okay. Assuming there's more Penelope and yeah, Penelope and, 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 and eggnog and and yeah. and popcast and popcast and popcast and Penelope. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> yeah, we were originally supposed to record this podcast last night, but uh, we realized that we probably made a mistake going to the BBC. We drowned a little bit in when, the BBC. Uh, when when Cat when Cat said, "Are we going home to popcast?" We were like, "No, no, we're not going <laughs> to." I mean, home I love popcast. popcorn too, but uh, I ain't about to popcast. Yeah, That's no, right. Yeah, no. And All here right. we are on Thanksgiving Eve, popcasting. Well, go us. Indeed. And not being inebriated. Indeed. Yet. Not yet. <laughs> you sound. Uh, right. Guys. I don't know anybody's names. As we wrap up here, because we're getting close up against it, any final thoughts on Ghostbusters Afterlife? Obviously, we recommend seeing it. Kat says not in theaters. Andrew and I say you do. Any final things? Any things you haven't said about this movie you want to say? Um, yeah, I think so. Actually, one of the notes I had, was there any swears in the movie? Asshole and shit, I heard. That's yeah. it? Yeah. I Carrie, was, Carrie uh, Coon calls Trevor and Phoebe's dad an asshole. Okay. And they say shit Because I was going to yeah. say, I was like, you know, it kind of is a really kid-friendly was able to remember that, but kid-friendly movie because random. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't even think they really Even if they score. say anything, even if they say fuck, I hear kids say fuck and they're Wait, 12 years old. They definitely, they definitely didn't was, say fuck. What was it rated? PG-13. Okay, that's probably why. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Which, you're technically allowed to get, get away with one fucking PG-13. One, one Which fuck. is weird. I don't yes. know. Like, okay. Kids can hear fuck once and they won't repeat it, but if you hear it more than once, you It's like COVID. It. it only comes out on the weekends. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, folks. Well, this has been uh, an awesome discussion on the Ghostbusters franchise and Ghostbusters Afterlife, one that I've been uh, pining to have for quite a while, and I'm glad we finally did. Another good word. Um, pining. So Peril. I obviously Peril. would recommend it's, go see Ghostbusters, watch the original two movies, watch the Ghostbusters, uh, the real Ghostbusters animated series, and play the Ghostbusters video game. Do everything Ghostbusters you can. I would be say an adult virgin. I would like say Gozer Ghostbusters. Wear your Ghostbusters T-shirt while having a Ghostbusters ringtone while watching Ghostbusters movie. Do it all. Do it all for me. All right. Dustbusters. Dustbusters. Yes. Dustbusters. I'm an adult, dusty. 
All right, folks. Well, if you're interested for some reason after listening to this about more of what we have to say on social media, you can find us on our website at ahpod.com. It's A-H-H-P-O-D.com. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Just search for America's Hometown Horror. It will pop up. Will it? Yeah, it, sure, it certainly will. I, I mean, I, I think my, so. mine always it does. Um, so <laughs> you can also go on Twitter <laughs> and search for at uh, Hometown Horror or on Instagram, which is where we're the most active. Uh, we're at Hometown Horror Pod. You can also shoot us a line at Hometown Horror Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find our show wherever else you listen to your podcast, besides where you're listening right now. I don't know why I said wherever else. Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You know, all that shit, all that shit, yo, all that shit, son. Yeah, boy. Yo, if you wherever you listen to your podcast, type America's Hometown R in, and we will pop up. But uh, thanks for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving to Happy everyone. Thanksgiving. We are so thankful to have you. Without you, we Aww. are nothing. That is correct. That's so hard, that Andrew. And with that being said, Andrew, <laughs> say goodbye to the listeners that we're very thankful for. Happy Thanksgiving, you turkeys. Good evening. Adios, muchachos. Bustin' makes me feel good. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror. And just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show because of course we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.